My name is David. My name is Robert. And we are here recording our second episode of Area 300 Podcast. Today we're talking with Christian Glenholm. What do we talk about, Christian, today? Uh, drugs and art. Also, what it actually means to be original and what it actually means to be accepted to Glasgow University. Okay, this guy got in. Stay tuned and listen to our podcast, follow our social media and follow his social media. Nice to see you guys. My name is Christian. I'm 27 years old. Right now I work as a teacher, but I've had a long, I've been working as an artist for a couple of years mainly as a photographer. And uh, I'm educated from a Danish school called Fatsa which is a pretty unique Danish creative school. I don't know, before that I studied art history. So I got like an, a weird background from the university as well. But I don't know if it's important to the story of me. Well, what else do you want to know? Yeah, you said something about dogs growing up. Dogs, yeah, yeah. I, I had two dogs. Yeah, what were their <laughs> names? Uh, well, my first one was called Martini. Espresso uh, Martini? No, yeah, well, like the drink. And it was actually because my, my mom, well, this is getting rather dark already, but she was... <laughs> <laughs> she, she she used to drink when i was a kid and uh like the dog was kind of sort of a reminder to stop drinking i guess um and then later on i had two dogs and they were named thelma and louise after the movie thelma and louise which was one of my mama's favorite movies so those are my two dogs english springer spaniels now i got a new one named woody woody from woody or my parents got it i don't have dogs so four dog? i've had four dogs throughout my life yeah nice yeah we just got the first one actually at home you got the first yeah. one what's what's the name of it that's always the most important frankie. part frankie that's a good name pug it's a pug a pug yeah why would you get a pug because it's fucking amazing yeah <laughs> but aren't you like afraid the eyes will fall out eyes will fall out yeah it looks like the eyes are about to fall no, out it's all the more time cute than falling out it's, oh. it's all right it's all right how do you feel about pugs david i, I think they're, they're quite nice dogs but i don't personally like them that much I like Labradoodles. <laughs> Fluffy. Fluffy We're getting off topic. Yeah, we are quite getting off uh, topic. But, <laughs> but, but, uh, but coming back to, to your education, like, have you ever considered applying to an art school, Christian? <laughs> <laughs> nice transition there. Well, let's just pretend that he didn't say it before. <laughs> well, actually, I applied for a lot of art schools when I was younger. I applied for the Danish ones. There are three in Denmark. And the one you want to get into is the one in Copenhagen, I guess. Mm -hmm. And I applied there three times. Two of the times I got a rejection. And the third time I got uh, an interview, which is a huge thing because it's like 800 people or 900 people, yeah. maybe even more. And they take like 20 in. Mm -hmm. So I got to the interview and I thought I was safe. And uh, then I didn't get in. So I tried that. I also applied for Glasgow Art School once and I got in. Oh, Damn. Nice. Which they have like a fine art photography course, which you can find in Scandinavia in the same way. Maybe in Sweden you can find one place where you can do photography, yeah. where they take it serious as an art form and not as something commercial or technical. Mm -hmm. So I went over there to Glasgow and I went for an interview and everything went really well. And I remember telling my old teacher at, at uh, Fatsa Morgana, I told him that I wanted to go to an art school in Glasgow and he got really mad at me. Like he got pissed. I remember him shouting at me. Why? Well, he wanted me to go to like a photojournalistic school because I, I started out as a documentary photographer. Mm -hmm. And he was like, what the hell you want to go? He's got like a really weird voice. I can't do it in English, I think. He's like, why the fuck do you want to go to Glasgow to read books and sit in a library? You should be out there changing the environment and the documentary environment and all that. And he was like really dramatic about it. Yeah. Yeah. 
But what happened with Glasgow? Uh, well, I turned it down because I was going through a breakup with the mother of my kid. So it felt like a big decision to leave the country and leave my kid behind. And I ultimately I felt like it wasn't worth it mm -hmm. to go to an art school and leave your kid behind. Like there were more important stuff in life than that. Yeah, yeah You got to do what you got to do, right? I guess so. But I also feel like there, there must be another way to do this art thing without necessarily going to a higher education. That's one way to do it, to become an artist or become a creative person. But there are a lot of different ways you can go about it. And have, have you found that way? Like, do you think that because you didn't went to Glasgow, right? Mm -hmm. Have you found your own way in doing things? Uh, well, actually, I, I had two or three friends who went over there at the same time. And they've come really great artists at the same time. But I was at home here and I was trying to make exhibitions and do something mm -hmm. without necessarily having like the, the the piece of paper that you get and i actually learned a lot from it because i just had to do exhibitions right away mm -hmm. so i didn't have like a safe net i didn't have a studio where i could go to all the time and i actually learned a lot from that and i got a a great network and a great couple of friends from the beginning Mm -hmm. So I actually think when I look back now, I don't regret it at all. I feel really comfortable in my decision to be in Denmark and try and figure out how to be an artist from here. Mm -hmm. do, you, do you think that like at the end it made you a better artist that you had to figure these things out yourself? Well, I guess there's no way to know how or to second guess. I, yeah, I, guess. Um, I don't know. Maybe I, I would have found the perfect teacher at Glasgow and he would have made me or she would have made me a better artist. I can't know now. Yeah, but that's a bit naive to think. I, I right. Say. I mean, I love to reflect as much as the next guy. I mean, I'm a photographer. All we do is be nostalgic about the past. But yeah, I, mean, I, I can't look back and wonder what would have happened. Um, yeah. Photograph is like a little time machine, right? Sure. It's a moment of a history. Of course. But do you think that, that, that piece of... <clears throat> I mean, as a general thing, do you think a piece of paper values a lot in the artistic environment because we know that's a big thing in like you know commercial photography maybe uh, design and other stuff paper really you know gets you a job but as an artist um, yeah well there are different ways about it because if you want to be a, a commercial photographer or a designer or something else then your portfolio is all you have and that's perfect like you got to show your work to get work but as an artist the way you get money is you can sell work of course but mostly you apply for funds from mm -hmm. like the mm -hmm. from the from Denmark or wherever you're go, going to and to apply for the funds you kind of need that piece of paper where it says like I'm educated as an artist I have had so and so as a professor stuff like that mm -hmm. so it's actually pretty important if you're an artist who paints or takes pictures or something like that mm -hmm. and how did you personally figure this out what the funds or the, the money for that Well, I figured I would I would rather have a part-time job and then do art when I was off anyways. It was really weird. I tried being without a job for almost a year and I've never been so unproductive. It was far easier when I had a job and then even though I was tired from work to go home and then do work. Mm -hmm. Like it was so, so tough just to wake up in the morning and say, today I'm going to do art. Like, yeah sit down at a desk with a piece of blank paper and then try and make art out of nothing like that didn't make sense to me at all i had to like have a life and friends on the side that i could work with and get inspired mm -hmm. by mm -hmm. so that's how i figured it out yeah and exactly but it, but it doesn't work like that you know that you cannot just force yourself to create something mm -mm. it doesn't work like that no we all, we all know that but i remember when i when i applied for the danish art school art academy they call it i guess mm -hmm. the royal danish art academy 
Yeah. When I applied yeah. for that and I didn't get in, I remember I was I was kind of pissed. I mean, I, I wasn't mad at them because I understand they can't take everybody in. But I felt so frustrated about not getting let into the inner circle of the art community. So what I did back then was I thought about it and then I started an, an, a gallery. Mm-hmm. It was a gallery inside of a toilet, like a public bathroom. But it was still something where I could write people an email, artists I liked. I could do collaborations. I could write a newspaper and then I could channel some of my energy into this and and create my own network and stuff like that. So that's how I got around it. I figured if you want to be a creative person, you got to be creative about the way you get there. Isn't that the main point? Well, I guess so. I mean, depends in a way what you want to do, because a lot of artists, you know, well-known artists have their their biggest piece of work is something that they they got as a commercial thing, maybe. Mm -hmm. And that's how they got known. But Diving a bit deeper into this creativity and you, how you build yourself up is what do you think about originality? Because these days, a lot of a lot of these things, you know, happen on online media and a lot of, you know, commercialism is put through uh, Instagram and all that stuff. What's your honest opinion about it? Um, <laughs> geez, what a transition, David. <laughs> what do I think about origi- originality? Well, um, I think it's hard to be original in this world. If, if Sometimes it feels like everything has been done. But whenever I give someone feedback or I look at pictures or I go to an exhibition, I think I always value if I see a unique picture or something that I haven't seen before. And I think in that sense, I think being original is key, of course. And what does make a picture unique to you? I don't know. You, you never know. To, yeah, you never know. You never know. But the thing about originality is then that you can copy what somebody else did and you can, as a postmodern human being on this earth, Mm -hmm. you can take inspiration from a lot of different projects and then you can combine it into your own and and make it original that way. So you can steal from others and then make it original, however weird it it may be. Good artists copy and great artists steal? I don't know. Probably. (laughs) It's a fine line. I yeah, it's very fine line. But I mean, like, let's just let let's be honest. Um, all the things that are being created right now, you already seen somehow, and mm-hmm. you are just picking from the things <coughs> that you really like, and you are picking from the stuff, and then you are mm-hmm. creating something which is yours mm-hmm. in a way. So that's I think how it works. Right. To to be honest, I I really I like the fact when I create something as you know artistic as possible from my side, is that people look at it and sometimes say it's like this is a really original piece. But I know where I pick different elements from and how I put them together. And a lot of the times, for me, it doesn't seem original at all. It's mm-hmm. just like I pick these things, I mash them through my head, and then I put them on a piece of paper. It's nothing original about it. And then it just goes to show exactly what you said. In the end, originality is something that you can pinpoint it, but it's something that I think everybody should aspire to. Outside of the box thinking, in my opinion, is way better than a, a right. g- good process. Sure. But I mean, the, the thing is, people ask, like, how can I, especially with photography or, or video for that sense, they ask me, like, how do you have any beginner tips? And they want to know, like, how do I do the right Photoshop or something? And I'm just like, just do something you haven't seen before. Do an image that doesn't make any sense or something like that. I mean, kids, for all I know, are great at taking pictures. Because they have like no real idea about how to do it. So they just do something they find interesting. I gave my daughter a camera and she takes amazing pictures. I mean, they're all out of whack technically, but they're great. I've never seen anything like it. Mm, I do think you plan any showcase of well, sure. Or exhibition. But I also felt kind of like uh, I felt kind of like a soccer mom 
just with yeah. photography. It yeah. doesn't make it okay <laughs> just because it's a creative art to push it upon your kid. If she wants to begin soccer, she can begin soccer. She doesn't need to be a photographer like her dad, <laughs> like her failed dad who oh. didn't get into the academy. <laughs> well, he did get, get into Glasgow. Yeah, yeah. Mm. At least that's something. Well, it's, I think it's more than something. Right. It's, but it's a weird thing because then you get acknowledged and then like now I can sleep knowing that I actually got in somewhere. Now I can move on with yeah, my life. Yeah. When you're in your low points, you just hug yourself and like, at right. least I got into Glasgow. Sure. But I'm actually, I'm, I'm, I'm really happy I didn't get in. Why? Well, <laughs> why? Uh, because I, I, I don't, I feel like the life as an artist would be really hollow in a way. I feel mm -hmm. like a lot of my pictures were taken from my viewpoint and it was about me or my view on the world. Mm -hmm. And it didn't feel meaningful to me. Well, mm -hmm. to some part, but it didn't like complete the 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 hole in me or whatever, how you want to mm -hmm. say it, mm -hmm. fill out the hole. Yeah, It didn't feel like it had a real meaning in the world. But as a young artist, right? As yeah. someone you are teaching right now, you know, mm -hmm. there might be artists in this school. When they try to create these original pieces that we are talking about, it's exactly, they're put in the exact same situation where you might see the originality behind it, but most of the people don't. What do these people then need to think about their work? How, do, how should they approach it? Should they be scared? Should they be, you know, pushed through? I think, okay, there's a thing where we talk about like having a recognizable style. Mm -hmm. We talk about that, like create your brand or your style or whatever. And I think that's one of the worst mistakes a young person can do is actually to try and develop a style throughout whatever the person does. Because if you think about it, a guy like Picasso, mm -hmm. you know that guy, right? Yeah. yeah. Come on, man. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. But that guy, I mean, he doesn't have a style. He, he went through like 30 different genres throughout his career. And he kept on trying to experiment and start over and do something new. But I think if you're too scared to be like, I have to have my style, my sense of vision in this world, then you end up failing. I think it's really important that, especially when you're young, that you try to experiment and try something new every time you do something. I, I think I, I really appreciate when he painted the Sixteen Chapel. I think that was, <laughs> that was a piece of work that he really had to push through. Right. You know? I mean... And then uh, the Mona Lisa, that's another piece that he actually put it in a way that nobody actually thought before that. But right. And now it's like an iconic thing, you know. People <laughs> get inspired to do selfies. You think everybody gets the joke you're making right now? I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. Uh, that's a good thing. Yeah, actually, back to the style. Um, do you know designer Stefan Sagmeister? Uh, no. He's, uh, he's it sounds a, like a designer. Yeah. And uh, he's now, uh, he's leading like top uh, design studio in New York City called mm -hmm. Zagmeister Walsh. And actually he had the same opinion about don't chase your personal style because it will be way harder to get rid of it, of your own personal, personal style. So especially when you are, and he's a designer, so he's speaking about the designers, um, try as many things as you can mm -hmm. and then you will develop it over time. You just need to try many things. That's sure. all. You just need to put your hours and put your work in and it will it will develop. But just don't chase it as, as everybody tells you because it will be really, really hard to get rid of it afterwards. Of course. I've been the, I've been the victim of, of this myself. Or I guess I've Austrians. been guilty of it. Well, I, I you know what? I did like projects and before before I'd even started them, I already knew like how it would fit into like the art history of Christian, which is really weird <laughs> to have like a sense of 
of like, this is how my career will pan out throughout time. And this will fit in here and here and here and here. And this is how my style will develop. And so that hindered me because if I then took a really serious black and white picture, like this is going to be my style. I'm going to do black and white and gritty. Then the next day I couldn't go out and take like a, a power pop picture with colors and mm-hmm. a weird model and somebody having a banana out through the ear you know not that that's a great picture but i'm just saying that hindered me because i was so aware of like trying to create a style especially because in photography it's so important that you got that style people can look at a picture and they can like oh that's definitely a william eggleston or something like that mm-hmm. and i think that's just overrated off topic topic off topic topic. Right. Off topic topic is where we basically, you know, middle of the podcast, break it through, ask you a question. What do you think about it? Mm-hmm. So the off topic topic is what would you do for $10 million that you will not do for $1 million? <laughs> what, something that <laughs> dignifies me or like puts me down in a way? Are you talking about like... I'm, I'm a bit more specific about it. So like what's something you would do for $10 million, but you will never do for $1 million? <laughs> I mean, okay, so this is sort of like a question where like how much would it take you to blow another man or something like that? Mm. Is that the kind of question? Where I don't I- know. I, I, I know people who would do it for $100. So I mean, I guess for them, it's not a question. Maybe even for free, right? I mean, I, I, I chose... <laughs> I chose to become a teacher where you get a low salary mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I knowingly did this. I don't think money has any real value to me. It's just something I want to get by with, but I don't really give a shit about money. And I can say that because I have it okay, you know? Yeah. Uh, so there's nothing I would do for 10 million that I wouldn't do for 1 million, you know? Oh, and here I was thinking that you're Micah Teresa. Like money doesn't matter, you know, like I'm all about experience and sharing my knowledge with sure. students. But actually, I mean, I don't care if you give me one or ten, I would still do shit, man. Well, <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't you find that if you had all the money in the world, it would like drain like the urgency of life in a way? Now, it depends. I think you need to find out first to make a conclusion, uh, right? I don't know. I mean, because, I, for example, I, I, I got a taste of it. When, uh, when I started, you know, working and getting my own salary and not having kids or, you know, huge rent to pay and I don't actually need to eat that much, apparently. Mm-hmm. So I got a lot of money, you know, coming uh, my way. And then I realized that, man, I can, you know, I, I can do so many things. And I started buying shit. Good shit or bad shit? Like Coke Both. and um, MDMA. Sorry, mom. <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay, j- so more drugs. No, no, I'm joking. I, I mean, I you know, I, I started buying uh, more expensive speakers and stuff sure. like that, and trying to build my own studio. And then mm-hmm. I, I went for that, you know, higher, you know, top of the class things that I always wanted. And I realized that, as you said, they don't actually matter, man. They don't. They yeah. don't. But then, because I had that amount of money, when I was going out, I wasn't the guy who was buying beer for myself only. I was buying beer for everybody because like, fuck it, I, I have money. Let's all do like a, mm-hmm. another round on me. And then I realized like, man, I just wish I had more money. Sure. I, I mean, I could buy it's also everybody. nice traveling every now and then and stuff like yeah, that. It's, yeah, not, yeah. it's not like I wouldn't yeah. be without money, you know? Yeah. But it doesn't change anything in my attitude towards life, I think. Yeah, I know. Well, not everybody feels like that. Yeah. That's, that's Particular examples? Well, yeah, my colleague Jacob, he feels strong about money. And we know this, we joke about it, him and me. 
oh. that I'm the guy who doesn't care at all about money and he's talking about investment all the time. I mean, of course, I care about money to some degree. I mean, I got to live. Mm-hmm. But I call it as a balance. Sure. And I think uh, as, as as a student, that's actually like, you know, what we need. One one uh, more artsy-fartsy guy. And, one, <laughs> and then a money guy. And then a money guy. <laughs> money guy. <laughs> you know. Mr. Billionaire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. To I mean, if he did a production company with me, it would be great because then we have uh, the best of both worlds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Another thing that uh, we care about, it's, you know, passing on the knowledge you have. I mean... You are, you know, a, a teacher, first of all, so that's basically your business. But at the same time, you're an artist who has lived <coughs> as a human to a quite a pile of right. shit. And you're an artist and you have, you know, had uh, exhibitions and you've been, you know, taking photos and all of this stuff. So what would you pass on to people? Like, what would be your advice to young people right now? Or not necessarily young people. Come on, everybody. Right. Um, well, there are two things. And the first thing is that I really want to boost people with confidence in what they do. I think for me personally, when I got to Fetzer Mugena, mm-hmm. which is the art school, when I got there, I got a teacher who really took me serious and that mattered a lot to me. Um, and that changed everything entirely for me because I remember back in like middle school, people would, I had teachers who really like hated me or, you know, oh. didn't take me serious at all. Mm-hmm. And that first teacher that takes you serious and takes your work serious, that That changes everything. Mm-hmm. Matters the world to you. Of course. So that's what I want to do, uh, first and foremost. The second thing is, I remember getting really bad advice. And that was like in the ninth grade, when we were talking about careers. Mm-hmm. People, my teachers, they would tell me like, don't apply for photojournalism, because only 16 people get in, and over a thousand people apply. Mm-hmm. And they told me, you should be an engineer. They need engineers in the future. I was good at math in, oh. in school. Mm. Well, I hated it, but I could figure it out. Anyways, um, but I remember getting that advice and I was kind of discouraged and I thought maybe I should become an engineer or something. And you think about the odds. What are the odds of me getting into this school? And uh, I think the most important advice for young people today is don't count with the odds. Don't think about there are only 16 people getting in out of a thousand people because you might just be one of those 16 people. Right now, if I were to apply into photojournalism, I feel pretty sure I would come in. I helped two people get into the school. There are only 16 people getting in a year. Mm-hmm. And that's because I know how to do it. I got to a really high level. I, I was a really big nerd about it. Mm-hmm. So if you want to do something, just be really good at it. And don't think about the odds. That's the worst advice career counselors can ever give you. Like, why not try and be ambitious about what you really want to do? Plus, it sucks doing something that you hate. Yeah. yeah. I mean, studying something you don't love. You should study the kind of thing where you go home and then you enjoy it. And you want to yeah, yeah, yeah. continue yeah. reading or studying, whatever. When you don't take school as a school, you mm-hmm. take it as a part of the process itself. Yeah. For us, it doesn't really feel like a school. Because the for us, when the, when the, when the class ends... It doesn't end. For, it doesn't end for us. We are continuing, like, doing the same thing. And why do you think that is? Because of people like you, if I can be honest. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, I mean, I mean seriously. Oh, I mean come seriously. On. I mean seriously because uh, it's exactly what you said. And I, I don't want to speak for all of these people in the room, but I would say, at least from my opinion, what I think these people think is that you kind of need someone to take you seriously. You know. Exactly as you said, and I I really felt that when you started uh, pushing content upon us, because 
above building fake confidence, which is basically looking someone in the eye and saying you did a good job when they did shit, it's the critique. It's the, it's the bullshit filter off when you can just be honest with a person and say, okay, David, I think you did a good process. You came up with a great idea, but you have absolutely no idea what you're doing. So let me help you out. Start here, go through these steps, and maybe you will end up there. And that's so important for someone as, you know, as young as us. Exactly, exactly. And you took the, the role in a way in, in our eyes of a mentorship. Because in a way, you, you were always super honest with us. And it really, it always helped us, especially speaking from my perspective, when you told me, like, uh, uh, I really hate when I see a young guy doing a work and it looks like a 50-year-old guy produced it. <laughs> can, can, can you, can you elaborate, elaborate on that? <laughs> well, yeah. Well, I actually just, <laughs> that's a funny thing that you remember that one. Um, there's nothing worse than seeing kids being 20 years old and then they try to do something that's really safe and they think that's expected of them. And then they end up making something that's 50 years old. It looks like something a 50-year-old man made. So why not be your age? I mean, for me, the young people are the ones we strive to, to look up to in a way. They're the ones with the new ideas. They're the new generation. So I really look up to the, the young ones. And I always tell you guys to go out there and show the old guys how it's done. Mm. Because you know what's up. You're, the, you're on the new trends and all that. But you're also the wild ones filled with energy. I mean, you're not sitting at home with four kids and a depression about life and it didn't end up how you wanted to. You got the whole life in front of you. Well, kids not kids depression <laughs> yeah well depression is, a, is an important Vitamin part of D being a, yeah if you got to be creative you got to be a little depressed you know you got to feel the dread of life actually that that was a thing that i wanted to ask As really a, yeah yeah not, what, what because like I'm, i'm looking at this artist you know like and i mean the the artistic artist not beyonce and stuff like that mm -hmm. and but even them you look at them and then you see their art comes from a struggle, from a bit of pain, from a bit of insane creativity. And as you being a professional artist... Professional. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you know, degree and all that. Sure. Uh, do, you, do you think when you have created your art, as you mentioned before, does it come from a... What, from where do you think this whole art artistic thing comes from you want me to say that you got to be mad to be an artist or something like that no i want to <laughs> I, I honestly want you to tell me that sane people can be artists too um i don't know if they can because you got to be like driven by something to a certain degree you got to be mad about what you do mm -hmm. and you got to have that sense of it's not okay it's a really weird thing it's kind of like if you work out if you want to if you want to get your body into shape you got to hate your body in a sort of weird mm -hmm. way Obviously, you, you got to be like, I can do better. And that's the same thing about art. You always got to feel like the next project is going to be even better. And I should stay up to three because it can be even better. Damn, that, that's I mean, how you separate the, the sheep from the from the wolf. How do you say that? Sheep from the herd? What's yeah, the expression? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sheep, from the, sheep from the wolf. Yeah. It's the most ironic thing. I'm a photographer and like a, a, an outspoken image person. I can never do metaphors. It's the mm. worst thing for me. It's like the biggest hurdle for me, Just, metaphors. Yeah. Use TV David series. David is good at those things. Use TV series. That's the best. Hmm. Do, you, do you got some metaphors for me? Well, yeah, well, just give me a thing and I'll make you a metaphor. Uh, something about ice cream and water. Ice cream and water. Well, think about it like this. Yeah. <laughs> As a student, you're basically an ice cream, right? 
Yeah, sure. And then you're just hanging out in the sun, slowly <laughs> melting away. Your passion, your, your youthness is melting away, right? Yeah. And then you can go into a school because you want to, you know, stay fresh, even grow better. Mm-hmm. But that school, it can be like a pool of water or like a bowl of water. It could be just warm water, just sucking energy out of you even harder. Mm-hmm. Or it could be frozen water. Mm-hmm. Keeping you cool, creating that that per- perfect environment for you to stay focused and really be able to create things. So, as a as an ice cream as a student, it's not only important to find the school, the environment. It's important for you to find the perfect environment, <laughs> the icy yeah. water, the the cold water. You see, this is why he's, he's the greatest speaking. salesman ever. Yeah, he's. he's I mean, you can sell sand in Sahara. Oh, is that a metaphor, by the way? Yeah, it is. Good job, man. Getting there. <laughs> <laughs> I just had a... For all the listeners, that was a hi-fi by David and Christian. Clap, clap, clap. Ah, clap, clap. To the discussion about the artist, I don't... I mean, there is like the general idea, I like overall, that you need to be like a depressed to be an artist. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes people... Yeah, just of course it's that. bullshit. But it's just bullshit. I mean, like, maybe there is the... Maybe in a way, the situation that made you depressed inspires you in a way. Mm-hmm. But I have never encountered anybody who would produce amazing work and mm-hmm. being depressed at the same time. Well, I think hmm. Van Gogh, Van Gogh, he created some pretty good stuff. But I don't think that he was depressed at the, at the, at the, at the time that he was like painting. No, I tend to agree with you. I mean, I've never been able to create work when I was really down. And I've been a really like emotional teenager. Trust me on that. <laughs> But I've always created the best work when I was happy and good in life. Well, I tend to disagree with that, to be honest. You, you like being sad and creating stuff? No, I think I think it's as exactly as you said. I mean, when I'm happy, I don't feel pain, right? That's mm-hmm. basically it. And what you said before, it's... You know, I think that metaphor that he used with working out as being something part of, like being a creative person, I think that applies. So, I mean, I can, for example, I can do 10 push-ups and feel like I'm done. But then Robo here can do 100 push-ups, right? And then he's done. So by the time he does 10 push-ups, he feels nothing. He has created nothing. He has evolved in no way, mm-hmm. right? So, well, I am creating something, muscle, pain, I am in that threshold of pain, even though I'm at 10, while he will have to do 10 times more to get to Did that you evolution just say you're part. A 10? Well, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty casual of you to drop it. I'm a 10. <laughs> <laughs> ladies. Yeah, but I, I honestly think that you create from a pain. But it doesn't have to be depression. It, it has to be a struggle, a, a fire burning, you know, within you. Yeah, but at the same time, when you are creating the thing, you are not depressed. Well, because I think if you are depressed, you are just sitting in your bed and you are doing nothing. Okay, like see, that, that's that's the thing. That's the thing. I think I think people have different interpretations of, of course, what depressed yeah, that's, depressed that's, means. That's true. That's I know, true. but I, I just feel I like agree. whenever I've done something when I was sad, if I wrote like a poem, then it would be like over emotional, dramatic. So it didn't work for me in that sense. And mm. I know that's a personal preference thing. I know it's yeah, different for everybody. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I guess it is. I I mean, I don't. Maybe as an artist, you know, as an artist, you some at at one point you develop your own system of creating stuff. I don't know. Like for example, musicians, right? Line of coke, get on stage, get shit done. Right. Go backstage, smoke a joint. As other people, maybe you have something different. I don't know. You wake up, do yoga, drink, you know, 
green tea and then you start painting Jim Carrey style. Right. So right. at some point, you know, you develop that thing. But that's very different from everybody. I mean, some people, they can like force themselves into the zone, you know, mm -hmm. of creating. And I think I'm more of a person where it has to come to me. I can't like force myself to create something. I got to feel it. Mm -hmm. Sort of like if you were a writer, instead of feeling like I got to write three books a year, I just write whenever I feel like it. And that yeah. works far better for me. We are getting towards the end of the podcast and sure. we are having this, you know, we had the first first guest called Glenn and he he had the honor of naming the last uh, the last section and uh, the glenn section of the podcast from christian is a message to the government okay yeah yeah all right a message to the go government from christian dear government please put more money into school and put more money into the creative arts football is okay it's a great thing Everything else is a great thing, but I think music and the creative arts are really important. And I think we should all support them in any way we can. I think it's great for a kid to have a creative outlet when they grow up. And I think school is not a thing that you can, that you can deny people. I don't know. I don't know how to say it. That's it. That was a very serious last thing. Damn, that was, yeah, exactly. Was but but you nailed it. No. You nailed it. Nailed it. Did yeah. I? Yeah. yeah, of course. All right. So... Um, Today we had Christian, our honorable guest. Uh, he's our teacher, our mentor, and one of the guys we look up yes. to when we are creating stuff. Oh, uh, super honest guy, super sweet guy. Uh, yeah, you should uh, definitely check his work out. Yeah, uh, we, will we, link, we will link to in the show description. Yeah, and you can you can check him out uh, because I think it's, he's creating art and uh, that's always important to share among artists as we are all here. So Christian. But now I'm a teacher. Yeah. <laughs> thank you thank you very much dear Christian hey thank and, you guys uh, thank you and see Great. you next time see you over okay and again <laughs> <laughs> see you tomorrow <laughs> yeah we have a class bye guys <laughs>